They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just. A mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods, a no-show radio production. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. Oh, you want me to tell you what happened? Ugh, fine. After finding that dead woman, Officer Jacques got a wild hair to keep chasing after Lloyd. You'd think she'd want to report the body. Maybe she did. Honestly, I don't remember. Anyways, so here's this officer of the law, dragging two perfectly innocent civilians through the streets on what was a perfectly fine evening. Clarence recognized a few landmarks, I guess, and leads us to the statue where a friend of his is counting dead presidents. Jameson is a bit sleazy, so I can only imagine that they must be friends. Officer Jacques had to make a scene, but eventually found out that Lloyd is somewhere called the Underside? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Now, why don't you be a deer and pay attention next time? You all are in this empty parking area. The statue is lit by a light glow from the city uh, streetlight. You hear in the distance a uh, phone booth ringing. What all are you doing? I don't see why I have to come with you. You have your information. I've come along. And will someone answer that phone? Clarence, I need a moment with Mrs. With Miss McNamara. Would yeah. you... Yeah, go yeah. go answer that payphone. Take take it take all the time you need. I'll just I'll just be running errands. That's fine. Go get me another pack of smokes. You ain't having mine. That's for damn sure. Let's resolve the conversation between Officer Jacques and Giselle, um, and then we will cut over to you, Ethan. Okay. Frederick Lloyd. That name means something to you, doesn't it? I imagine his name means a lot to plenty of people. He's quite the popular fellow. What? was your late second husband's name again? Was it the second or the third that Frederick Lloyd was involved that I'm sorry I can't quite keep track? It was the third. Mickey McNamara. Odd that you don't remember his name. Wasn't he somewhat in your field? He had plenty to say about your father. Mmm. Did he now? Tell me a little bit about your late husband. Why? I think that all of this is connected, and I'm trying to solve a case. Thank you very much. I don't know what you want to know about him. What kind of a man was he? Did he have dealings with Frederick Lloyd? Did you ever meet Frederick Lloyd? Could you identify him on the spot? If you heard his voice, could you know what he sounds like? I, I look around a little bit just to see if there was anyone listening. I'm guessing not. But making him active at all the same. Mickey was a defense lawyer, so, you know, occasionally you have to pick up some cases that are less than savory. They weren't his favorite cases, but I know he did some work with Lloyd, or at least representing people of Lloyd's. You do know that Frederick Lloyd was one of the suspects in his- in your late husband's murder. Oh yes, I was at the hearing. 
Yes, I recall reading that in your case. Very well. Kindly continue to walk with us. I have a feeling that you're a little bit more embroiled in this than you were letting on. Can I just say that Clarence, if he was there for that conversation, would have, like, vacated, like, halfway <laughs> through that. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I am not part of this. <laughs> I imagine that maybe you reapproached and, like, heard a word or two. It was like, nope, and just turned <laughs> face again and left. <laughs> Depending on how long the phone call lasted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, actually, while we are on that, before we get back to Giselle and Jada. Mm-hmm. You were told to go get some smokes, run errands, get this, do that, pick up a phone. You walk back out to the street, and there is a phone booth. It's about halfway down the block, and it's ringing, and it's still ringing. All right, so yeah, I, I step out, and I'm just mulling myself, like, the way that woman's smoking, I just, there's no way she's getting my cigarettes, because we'll be gone in five minutes. I just can't believe this. God damn it. And... Make my way over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. You can either hang up or not. And I pick it up and put it to my ear gently and say, I think you've got the wrong number. What is your confession? Buddy, we don't have time for that, and I'm not Catholic. Time isn't important. What is your confession? I don't know, I smoke a lot, I guess. That, if that's what you need a, 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 an answer. There's a distorted sound. Kind of like when the TV at the end of the night shuts off. It doesn't seem to do it anymore because they, they have TV running 24-7. You remember when you were little how they would stop running TV programs at the end of the day. And how it would just go to static. It sounds like that. And then, no. Not yet. Click. And it hangs up. Okay. Whatever. I make my way back to Giselle and Captain Jacques. With that whole weird thing going on, you turn back and you get back to the conversation between Officer Jacques and and Miss McNamara. It's about right at the point Giselle was saying that, you know, he's he had some cases that he didn't want to take up. You're not into that conversation enough to know that what she's talking about is her husband, but that's where you come in at. Okay. I'm, while they're having the end of that discussion, I'm just there on the sidelines, uh, finishing up a smoke I have, and I'm just looking at them, and I'm just like, uh, once they get done, I'm assuming they turn towards me, or I just interject and I say, Honestly, this is the least awkward conversation I've heard in the last ten minutes. Right. Who was on that payphone? I don't know. It was just someone that I think was just crank calling or something like that, asking about confessions. But it's whatever. What did they ask exactly? Literally that. What's a confession? Or what's your confession? What did you say? I don't know. I just told him I smoked or something like that. I didn't give him a real answer. He ain't a priest. Odd. I... Clarence, follow me. I'm gonna walk back to the payphone. Okay, and this is... What is... What do you dial to, like, redial a number? I know that used to be something you could do. 
Star 69. So you do this. You hear the static that I described earlier, and then click. Hmm. Did you get a name from whoever you spoke with, Mr. Bertram? Nope. All right. Shouldn't have expected any less. Okay, let's go. We are short on time. I have got to be somewhere in the morning. One more task, and I will leave you and probably never see you for a long time. Let's... I think it was a gateway? So I wrote down gateway with a question mark. It's the gate of offense. Okay. We're going to go over there. We're going to figure out what Mr. Lloyd has been up to, and then you both may go on your way, and I will thank you for your cooperation. Let's go. Oh, I'm sorry we've been interrupting your night. No, she's been interrupting our night. That's what's been going on. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you and I were just enjoying the show. Just having a good time at the bar, but no, we had to get brought out here. So at this point, I will say that, you know, your your evening, Clarence, has been a hell of a, hell of a night. Especially... Especially tonight. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's a little more interesting than others, but this has been not your night, right? But it's been it's been less of a fun wild than just a weird wild. But you get this this feeling. Uh, it's it's a curiosity of sorts. You, you heard Jameson say something about. Lloyd's partner. You're not familiar that he with with Lloyd ever having a partner. Everyone's always worked for him, not with him. So I'm going to compel your curious as a cat aspect to make you kind of follow down this path. I'm not going to say that okay. you weren't, but it, it makes right. more sense that way. I do like knowing that because. Clarence would have these questions, but he wouldn't be voicing them out loud, not showing any real interest in it, but following along nonetheless. And Mr. So, Miss, uh, Miss uh, McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal, <laughs> you've been through enough court cases for multiple lifetimes with your first husband, and your second, and now Mickey. You've seen the outside of him, you've seen the inside of him. You could go forever without having to see the inside of a courtroom again. You know, though, that if you were to leave at this point, you would see a summons in your mail. You'd have to get dragged through that all over again. So I'm going to use your serial widower aspect to compel you also to follow down this path. You don't think that this is, this is going to take very long. It's just another inconvenience, and then you can go home for the night and forget all of this happened in your preferred method. Black Betty's, here we go. <laughs> I, uh, while we're following, I also do kind of a, a side talk to Giselle I'm like look honestly I'm just glad we're away from the body that we found and the big thing is is we're both gonna need alibis since it was right around the corner from where we are so you and I we're square right we were at the bar all night I didn't realize death made you so 
and she kind of waves her hand side to side, like, iffy. But, yes, we're square. Alright, yeah, I'm not scared of death by any means. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I do not want to interrupt my lap of luxury and performance for whatever you had to go through before. Let's not get chummy. Did you get the smokes? Hmm? At this at this point, I, I I physically take out the smokes, put one in my mouth, and then put it back in my coat. I'll smirk and nod my head, a little frustrated, but I'll be damned. All right, that's the game we're playing. <laughs> I'd imagine that this is probably something Giselle has done a number of times to other people. Just like if they've ever requested like at, at parties or something and one of your friends has said hey can I borrow a smoke off you and they're just like <laughs> oh no I'm sorry I don't smoke I'm fresh out <laughs> I'm sorry I don't <laughs> smoke <laughs> yep no that's fair <laughs> smoking's bad for you <laughs> so you all are making your way through this gate it is it feeds out onto an alleyway that these two buildings are right beside and you see the entrance to uh the near train station it it wasn't a conscious decision at, at first to go this way um but you you realize that you were kind of going to be going this way anyway uh this just is not an entrance to the station that you've seen before but there's a staircase and it heads down to where that station would be. Marked and everything. A little dirty, but you'd imagine that this kind of thing doesn't get a lot of janitorial attention. While we're walking down, I want to take a moment to consider what Jameson had mentioned about, and I didn't write it down, but I wrote down my mental stress. What snide comment, sorry, did he make about my... Um, it was that, so you know that pretty much every cop in the precinct, detective, lieutenant, all of them, has probably done some shady shit in the past. Not not to say that they're bad people, but that's that's kind of what you you know about the people you work with. They're essentially selling you out to the underbelly of Chicago is news to you because this is this is a whole new level than what you really expected. It's a whole new level of betrayal, um, and he wasn't specific, so it could have been Officer Dalton, your partner. I mean, not that you liked him, but <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Ugh. Always getting that paperwork wrong. You're not sure why they keep him around. <laughs> Alright, so that's definitely in the back of my head. I'm kind of thinking, I'm running through a list of my head, like, who... I mean, I'm not I'm not well-liked by anybody uh, on the force, really. But I didn't think that I was so disliked that they would sell me out. So I'm a little thoughtful as I'm, you know, traveling down the steps to towards the train station. Um, is there, like, the turn... So... Roundabout the thing turn you walk style. through? Um, yep are heading down the steps and you know things are making a little more sense to you uh you know you'd get a tip on uh, a certain location for a known suspect and you'd be there and 
they'd magically be gone or a drug bust that you were putting together and it turns out that you were set up for it. So things are kind of clicking into place. And as you reach the bottom of the steps, you see this immaculate turnstile. It's practically glowing compared to the dinge of the tile work around it. It has a feeder on one side for tickets, and it's one of those like tall ones, so it's not like you could just hop over it. Um, it has those horizontal slot bars, but the feeder is on. I'm going to rummage through my bag. So this is a feeder. Sorry, I don't actually take the subway or train ever. Um, so my references are from movies. Um, this has to take a bus or train token. Like you can't put like money in it. Uh, at least the ones I'm familiar with, you have to purchase either. Well, tokens are something that was like long, long time ago. Um, but there are like paper pouches or at least... Toronto still uses tokens. I <laughs> sorry, okay. <laughs> the, the ones I'm familiar with anyway, like you can either buy like temporary paper ones or you can buy like a scanning card with an IF reader. Um those are a lot newer though, so those don't exist right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you two been here before? Like this specific location in this train station? Not this wing of it. I didn't even know this place existed. Honestly, I mean, I thought that this was just a new addition that they put in, but, you know, good old Chicago leaves you with new surprises every day. I honestly avoid the subway if I can help it. No, you poor thing. Are you serious? Look around. And at this point, she literally has been walking almost on her tiptoes. Like, it's just grossing her out. She is not liking it. No, come on, breathe. Breathe in that good old, like, Chicago asphalt air right now with me. <laughs> come on, this is what it's really about. Don't be vulgar. He's not wrong. <laughs> oh. I deserve a better city. So you, you said you were rummaging around your uh, shoulder bag. To pull out my one subway ticket. So are you pulling out the one, the, the return pass that you got from your initial trip over there? Because uh, you took the, the train to get to the Mad Cat. Or are you pulling out the other one? I wasn't going to pull out the other one, but that makes more logical <laughs> sense. You know, like a real person would pull out the return ticket. <laughs> Are there any staff here? Like, is there any buddy here? You can hear the sounds of a crowd past the gate. Um, but it, like, you, you'd have to go through the gate and then there's a T intersection. And it sounds like past that intersection is where the, the crowd sounds are coming from. Okay, but like these two, if they wanted to buy, even if I wanted to buy like a token for them or a pass to get through, how would we do so if there's no clerk or, um... Hmm. Good question. You don't know. Person. <laughs> Did you have more of those? At least one other one? I've got one. Mr. Brocham, you look incredibly antsy. I'm sure you've done this many times. How? I'm not encouraging breaking the law, but we are trying to accomplish something in a limited amount of time. What do you suggest? So, hold on real quick. Mm -hmm. For logic's sake, and to keep us from going in circles for the next 15 minutes, you had... Jada, Jacques, you had the card that you recognized as a subway pass 
in a separate, yep. like kept separately from the two that you put in a bag. The other yep. two that you put in a bag, those were blank pieces of paper as far as you were concerned. And they told you that they saw a subway pass. I misunderstood them. I thought they saw the subway pass in the one I saw a subway pass in. Okay, good, fl- good yeah, clarification. They saw, and this is for everyone, you saw one subway pass and one blank piece of paper. And this was the same yeah, size. Yeah, that's why I was that. saying. Yeah. That's what I was saying, that you have an extra ticket. I'm rummaging around in my messenger bag and I'm just kind of like pulling, I'm pulling up handfuls of stuff. I'm not really the picture organized. Okay, so here's my issue though. Like if I only see them as blank pieces of paper, why am I handing them a blank piece of paper? Well, you remember Giselle, and Giselle just told you that in that bag was another uh, subway pass. So, okay. Rummaging through my bags and I'm pulling out the couple of Ziploc bags that I've um, stored away what I considered evidence. Mm-hmm. I've got this subway pass and then I've got, I'm sorry, what did you think this was again, Giselle? The one, kind of that bottom left one, that's another ticket. And then there's another scratch piece of paper off to the right. I'm going to look at the paper. Very well. Open up my little plastic bag. Go ahead, take a paper. Hi. Take a paper. Clarence, you see Giselle take the blank piece of paper from that bag. Mr. Bertram? Yeah? Go ahead and take this Okay, so what, you just want to try and see if we can scam the machine with with two real tickets and one fake ticket? I I mean, I have the real ticket. I don't know what you have, but I'm hoping it's going to work. Look, we're in a rush. I if Frederick Lloyd won't be doing his dealings with this partner for much longer. We've got to get through this. Just please move along. And I'm going to put my paper where the paper goes put it into the slot that's the one it eats it and the red light that was this little bar over top of the feeder turns green and you hear a little chime do you walk through the turnstile i push through before i go on the other two you see her walk through and she's on the other side so are you following suit or who's who's the next person to go we know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I give Clarence a look. Shrug. Well, if her paper worked, and little tiptoe over to the stall to feed it my paper. It feeds it. You hear the chime. Like as much as I can possibly not touch it. That's what I do. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> body as as think skinny think skinny and like trying to avoid any kind of real physical touch (laughs) so like you can i would say you probably like use your coat to like cover your hands to push it yeah yes to push it through (laughs) and then you're wiping it off afterwards or something (laughs) and i i follow suit and i just to, to humor everyone i go ahead insert insert what i have and and you walk through and on the other side the style of the subway hasn't changed. It's still the same tile work, still the same visual graphic work, but it's all just as immaculate as that turnstile. 
you can hear a train pulling up to tra- uh, pulling up to the platform and the crowd sounds like they're shuffling come on stay close yeah 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 so you you round the corner on either side uh, of this intersection you see two sides of the platform and you see the crowd i need you all to everyone roll me a clever oh boy plus two plus two <laughs> Negative two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what are eyeballs? I'm not paying attention. <laughs> so I just am rolling my eyes. Yeah. All, all these people um, shuffling in and making lots of noise. And, and Clarence, you're just kind of, you, you're not really looking for anything in particular. This place is much cleaner than you're used to subway stations being. <laughs> um, but otherwise, nothing. It's unsettling. Yeah, it, otherwise seems not nothing out of the ordinary Giselle and Jada you see someone familiar a tall man at the other end of the platform stepping onto the train car you recognize him as Frederick Lloyd you only make out his head above the others but he's making his way in and sequentially the doors start to close from the front to the back you all are near the back Get on this train now. And I'm just gonna gun it. Alright. Follow because I don't want to be left behind. As as we got through the gate and we're walking along, I'm just like, okay, this is the last thing I need to do. Then I can go back to the bar and enjoy and maybe see if I can get one encore performance and then I just hear jada yell and i snap too and i don't know where everyone's going and I, <laughs> I, I i chase after them the train makes its way off and after a short time plunges further down it rolls along the track further and further never once coming up for air as it moves along your ears begin popping and pressure makes you slightly lightheaded there's a pinpoint of discomfort at the back of your palates like someone's jabbing a needle uh, the needle of a syringe into your mouth and keeps pushing but without ever puncturing your skin the people feel like an odd comfort in their placid mundane silence what are your reactions to this I have felt worse particularly after a rough Friday night <laughs> and I, I think I sit there pretty stoically counting how many smokes I have left have to ration them out and probably not actually giving much of a physical reaction whatsoever. Okay. Clarence? I feel like that reaction would kind of be more almost like I couldn't breathe. And so it's almost like I'm having, you know, chest pains or I just can't breathe. Like the wind's knocked out of me or like I can't shout or something. So I'm just like, hmm. I- I'm stuck there trying to like breathe out but I can't because I feel this like syringe kind of like jabbing jabbing and like choking me out and officer Jacques I've got my hand on my throat and I'm rubbing it uncomfortably and unconsciously um I'm trying to stay on high alert and keep an eye on everybody that's around me but I'm just it's uncomfortable it's it's just this terrible sensation, and that's the only way I can kind of 
experience it and react to it. So this feeling persists for a while. And then you hear a loud clatter on the roof of the train. It brings you out of whatever discomfort you were feeling, at least momentarily. And then gunshots. Whatever hit the train initially lets out an ungodly shriek and bangs on the car, shaking it side to side. It jumps off, and a few voices can be heard just over the din, indistinguishable in relief. The whole clamor is roughly a few seconds long before the usual quiet of the rolling of the wheels settles in again. The other passengers are largely unmoved by the scene. One looks up and rolls their eyes before returning to their evening paper. I'm sorry, am I the only one that experienced that? I've like ducked down and like tried to brace myself or like kind of like surf like, you know, I, I squat down like I'm bracing for an impact or something like that. Just unsure of what happened. I'm busy pruning my hair. <laughs> Giselle isn't moved by anything. <laughs> no, so, so my, my, my idea behind it is two things. One, uh, she's party girl tough. So like right. that just crazy kind of insane girl thing. And then also she grew up in a rough neighborhood. So it's a lot of been there, done that. I'm not scared because I'm not hurt. Exactly. You're desensitized, whereas I'm like overly sensitized to those situa- situations. <laughs> you see the the gentleman that was reading the paper looks down at you and then like he gives a, like an, a wry smile and then just lets out a sigh. <sighs> Tourists. I was just about to say, just, I was just about to go, stop being such tourists. So you make your way down further and further. The popping in your ears has ceased. Pressure, it's not gone, but it seemed to normalize. You're used to it now. It's not, it's there, but it's, it's not anything that you can't handle. And despite whatever your composure was, I still need you all to take one mental stress from the whole train ride (laughs) overall. Now, I have to ask this. Will you all be using stress boxes for this, or do you wish to take a consequence instead? I think a consequence would be fun. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a stress on this for now. All right. So despite, you know, being the the one who's uh, acting out a little bit more, (laughs) you're processing it just fine. The reactive is is the stress enough, I guess. May I suggest a consequence? Sure. What what did you have in mind? I, I was thinking denial for Giselle. Because, again, for her, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just back in some awful, shitty part of town. We're not, we, we didn't go anywhere, so like anything that might be on the other side here, she'll be pretty in denial about. Okay, yeah, um, that'll, since it's a minor one, it'll clear up pretty quickly, um, but that'll be easy enough for us to work through. Um, is there one that you wanted to take, B, or? I'm thinking um, 
fight or flight. Like she is in fight mode. Like she's assuming that there is a, like this is a high stress situation to be a part of and she's trying to react accordingly. I'd say probably that high strung is what your consequence is. Yes. Um, now realize that these are now aspects of your character. Jada, you feel all of these things, this weird unease and then the commotion and unconsciously your hand goes from your neck down to your side and you start balling it up in a fist and you're a lot more tense than you were a few minutes ago and Giselle that wasn't anything that was just some people who were some vagrants maybe who had jumped on top of the train I mean we're not out of the the underground portion yet but and that, that's what it has to be, right? It's, it, it can't be anything else. It's got to be, you know, maybe some, some workers pulling a prank or something. It's just... And that's, what, that's just what it has to be. As the, the whole thing normalizes, you pull in, you feel the, the train slowing down. You can hear the screech of the brakes every so often as it comes into its stop. The door is open. People shuffle out. And you make your way out as well, because it seems like all the electronic portions of the train just died. The door is open, and all the life that once inhabited this vehicle is just gone. Everybody, let's proceed carefully and cautiously. C- come along. Hair flip. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. So, the... Exit to the platform is down by where the beginning of the car of the the train is. You don't see him, but it makes sense that maybe he was one of the first people out. So he's probably just at the head of the crowd. And as you all make your way down towards the exit, there's this grand staircase. It's wide enough to fit most of the crowd actually. It goes from this tile work with a hand, uh, a metal handrail to this silky smooth wood finish and then into marble. And it's making these changes so naturally you wouldn't believe that it was even happening if you weren't actually looking at it. The rail beneath your hand feels the same, though the material changes. The station is at a glance almost impossible to comprehend. The inconceivable geometries and colors of sounds contrast the shiny blacks and golds carefully orchestrated on the walls. A fleet of right ankles marched its way up the corners to a stained glass mosaic lit by heavenly rays. The marble below is a pool of clouds made tangible and pure despite the throng shuffling through the great hallways. And then there are the people themselves. There's something off about these people, though it's hard to put your finger on why. And that's where we're going to end it.
Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at Roll for Alex. Bianca Zelda playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schaff. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign Ete Shaw. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at Lord Kyle K. This has been a no-show radio production.